Good morning, good morning. Breakfast today is sponsored in loving memory and Lilui Nishmat, Daniela's grandfather, Shimon ben Zai. Zaiye, Allah Shalom. Sponsored by Daniela and Alex Falas Ruach Hashem Tinichinu Began Eden. We should be blessed Be'ezrat Hashem to have Yamim Arukim in the family um, for many, many, many happy years and, and health Be'ezrat Hashem, inshallah. The Pasuk says, When a person brings a sacrifice to Hashem and the Rashi on the spot brings the amazing words of the Midrash. Adam, lama ne'emar? Why does it say, Adam ki akrimikem. Why doesn't it say ki akrimikem when one of you is sacrificing? Or ish, why Adam? Answers Rashi, Adam doesn't only reference or refer to a person, it also is a reference to a person who had that name. Why does it say when Adam brings a korban? Lama neemar, ma Adam arishon, lo ekriv menagezer, just like Adam arishon did not bring a korban from that which was stolen. How do we know that he didn't bring his korban from that which was stolen, Rashi continues? There wasn't anyone to steal from. Everything was his. There was nobody else's property. So just like Adam's korban was from his own money, it, didn't, it wasn't stolen, you too should not bring a korban from that which was stolen, from that which does not belong to you. Rabotai, this idea, of course, it resonates today maybe in a different way. It resonates today in a different way. By the way, also a person should not steal the coffee of the person sitting next to them at the breakfast. Even if you're the rabbi giving the class, still asur gamur to steal the coffee of the guy sitting next to you, especially if he's the guy who sponsored the breakfast. <laughs> Your coffee and his coffee are both his coffee, but the coffee that you have, at least he allowed you to drink. Silicha mehila. I apologize. <laughs> okay. This is just some of the entertainment you get out there on the WhatsApp groups when you, uh, when you connect each day. So the amazing thing is, even though that today we're not bringing korbanot, but a lot of times I have, pe- I have people who will tell me something along these lines. Rabbi, I want to make a donation for $3,019. I said, sure, $3,019? Why, what's the... Well, I never heard, like, it's not the gematria of Michael... You know, uh, Gabriel, the Gematria of Hashem's name, the Gematria. What is 3019? Maybe I think 3019 is the year that the Knicks might win. The, okay, fine. So uh, he says 3019 he wants to give. Why? He said, I did a business deal. He says, and it wasn't honest. He says, I don't want to take that money for myself. I want to give it tzedakah. I said, Rohi, I have a better idea. Why don't you give it back to the person you stole it from? Giving the money to tzedakah that you stole or that you feel is not 100%, it doesn't get koshered. Tzedakah is not money laundering. Take the money. If you're unsure, you don't feel it was right, go back to the guy who you made the sale with. You feel you, should, you took the money from whatever. There was a profit there that wasn't deserved. Give it back to them. Don't give it to an ani. The same concept. Hashem says, don't steal and then make yourself feel better about it by putting it in a korban. You want to bring a korban? Adam ki akrimikem. Just like Adam didn't bring something that was stolen, also you, you should not bring something that was stolen. We also have in the same parasha, 
something warning us and admonishing us to be honest and careful with our money. There's a korban that says, When a person is given something to watch, and then afterwards the guy comes and he says, Can I have my object back? And the guy says, Oh, you never gave it to me. Maybe he lost it, maybe he had misplaced it. He says, You sure you gave it to me? So twice in the parasha we have a limud, we have an understanding which admonishes us and tells us not to succumb to, to Geza. But stealing doesn't only mean when a person is doing it maliciously. Sometimes you could have a scenario where a person is stealing with absent-mindedly. They're just not being careful with exact... They're just not being careful with the way the person is dealing with the other person. So with my own money, I'm very careful. With the other guy, I just didn't pay attention. You know what my answer is? I have to look out for my bottom line. It's not my responsibility to make sure that he doesn't get ripped off. That he should look out for himself. Those are, I had someone told me once, that's his, those are his lawyer's problems. I said, there's no such thing. There's no such thing. Everything is your problem. We have to be careful to look out for our own bottom line, but also for somebody else's. But I, I heard the most amazing case, which really drove home a fantastic point for me with regards to this concept of Geza and being careful from Geza, being nishmar from Geza, not just not doing it, but being protecting yourself from being over. There were these two people who went into a bank and they see this guy, he's got in his bag, right? He's holding in his bag, he's got his hand on the bag the whole time, he's holding it very carefully. He's getting close to the counter to you know, make his deposit. He puts it on the whole story. The story happened in Israel, by the way. So in Israel, they have the lines in the banks are legendary. You know, everyone just sit online for ages. They haven't worked out. There's two things in Israel. They're so advanced, they can put a man on the moon by now in Israel. They have technology to do anything. But there's still long lines in the post office. It's amazing. You know, you, there's, there's certain things about Israel. You've got to laugh. It's a, it's, they're too funny. So anyway, there's this long line in the bank. And the guy is holding it, this bag, and he's holding it very dearly, very carefully. So these two people in the back, they're scouting the place. They pick him as their mark. It must be he's taking care of this bag so carefully, so closely. It must be that he's trying to make a giant hafkada, a giant a deposit. And you know what? What we need to do is get him to, to kind of not pay attention for two seconds to his bag, and then we can nab the bag. So what do they do? They come with a plan. One of these guys, these thieves, he comes up to the man with the bag, this, this large bag, and he says to him, you know, sir, uh, I don't know, you know, please, if you don't mind, I have a lot of different, you know, a lot of different numbered uh, dollar amounts. He says, and I have this problem. I can't count different amounts of uh, these different amounts without losing, you know, how much it is. So I'll count it once, twice, but I keep... I can't, would you mind, please? I know it sounds stupid. Would that be okay? It would be a huge favor for me. The guy says, sure, no problem, of course. And the guy hands him some 200 shekel bills, 100 shekel bills, 50 shekel bills, 20 shekel bills, all mixed up together. Anyway, the guy takes his hand off the bag for one second. He starts counting the, starts counting the currency, the bills. The second he takes his hand off this big bag, what happens? The second guy swipes the bag, and he and the first guy like run for the door within 10 seconds they're on their motorcycle that they have outside and they're gone in the wind until <clears throat> the bank manager everyone's getting a little nervous what just happened and the guy with the bag is just laughing so they, they don't understand what's going on it's a very strange scene they just stole all the, 
Then the thing, they ran out. The, the bank manager says, what's going on? He says, my bag, I didn't have money in it. I had two cakes. He put two cakes that he had in the bag. He was keeping it because he didn't want them to get smashed. He was holding it very carefully. He put it on the thing like this. He's, you know, it looked like it was a very important thing to him. You know, and he go, But they grabbed my bag. He goes, but in order to have the ruse to get me not to pay attention to my cakes, he goes, I now have 2,000 shekel in my hand. <laughs> anyway, so the guy's cracking up. These people, of course, they don't come back now because they have them on camera. They, you know, so they, they left in the way. So the guy goes to Rav Zilberstein and he says, they were trying to rip me off. I have 2,000 shekel. The sheikhs cost me 60 shekel. You know, am I, <clears throat> am I allowed to keep the money? Rav Zilberstein says, you could take back the money for the coins, but the remaining 1,940 shekel, he says, that doesn't belong to you. It belongs to the thieves. I need you to understand this. If there was some sort of transaction, fine. They bought your cakes and they paid 2000 No problem. You can find that every single day of the week on Madison Avenue. Overpriced cakes. Got it. No problem. They're not trying to buy the cakes from you. So what happened here? They had a plan. They tried to rip you off. And in ripping you off, they, they lost money. That doesn't absolve you from the sin of Gezel. You want to hear this? You're not allowed to steal from a thief. And I have to tell you, I read this story. And you know what I felt inside of myself when I read this psaac? He said, take the money, then take your money back, 60 shekel, 1,940 shekel, you should put it in a gemach, which is a free loan society. So they lend the money out, comes back, lend the money out, comes back. In case one day they come back, that money is mufkad, it's there for them in the gemach, they can remove it at any time they want. Do you know what I had coursing through my veins when I read this psaac halakha? Just the most amazing sense of pride. This is what we're part of. Is there anyone in the world that would tell you? The guy just tried to rip you off. He lost, he lost his wallet as he's trying to rip you off. Now you have some extra money, you know? You, what would I say to the guy? I go jump off a cliff. No. No, Adam Kiakrivmi Kim. I wrote an unbelievable Devar um, Torah this week. Uh, you may get it in the, what's it called? In the, in the, in the, in the, uh, the email. But I'd like to ruin it for you now just because I can't not say it to you because I know that some people don't, don't read. This, I don't mean that they don't read full stop. I mean that they don't read, they don't read the Devar Torah. Listen to this. The Pasuk says, Adam which means you can't sacrifice a korban min hagezer. Where do we learn it from? We learn it from Adam. Why? Because Adam didn't steal his korban. That's why it says, Adam kiakrimikem. She'akol hayashelo. The Kliakar points out, and I'm adapting the words of the Kliakar a little bit. The Kliakar says, how could you compare us to Adam? With us, we have to decide not to steal. We have to beat our yetzer hara and make sure that we don't want to do it. We, Adam couldn't steal. Even if Adam had the biggest yetzer hara to steal in the world, there was no fulfillment of that yetzer hara, at least not in a practical, physical sense. One could argue that eating from the etzadat was considered stealing from God. Like we find the Gemara Berachot says, It's as if he's stealing. So when God doesn't allow you to eat something, and you eat it anyway, you eat it, you ate it without a berakhah, you stole the food. So maybe on a spiritual level, God didn't let him eat from you. But to steal anything else, there was no, it wasn't possible for Adam to steal. Here's the answer. You know what the power of the answer is? That's exactly what the Pasuk is telling us. It's not telling us that you should want to not steal. 
It's not telling us that you should want to be honest, that you should want to be scrupulous with someone else's money. But the idea of taking someone else's money should be a impossibility. It should be something that is literally physically impossible for you to be able to do. How could I do such a thing? It's, it's stealing. They say about the Chafetz Chaim, one time he asked for a piece of paper to write something down. They gave him a piece of paper and he, w- he thought maybe they must have ripped it out of something. They took it from the paper. He says, until you give the two pennies to whoever it is, you know, who's not going to forgive the two pennies to the Chafetz Chaim? And you know what? I would, I would gladly give uh, you know, hundreds of dollars to have the Zichut of giving him a piece of paper. No, 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 no. The care, the concern to have scrupulous honesty. And you know what the funny thing is? It always comes back to bite you in the end. May Hashem bless us to be able to have that feeling, that sense, that something which is not mine, it's poison. It's like touching something which is corrosive. It's going to ruin me. It's going to break me. It's going to destroy me. And if I felt that way about Gezel, then I would be so careful with it that it would never, ha- never come to a situation. Even if you have all the reasons in the world to allow yourself and to tell yourself why, and he was trying to do this, and he was trying to do that, the 60 shekel you got, the 1940, that's not yours. May Hashem bless us always. Neki kapayim ubar levav. He experiences HaKadosh Baruch Hu's presence who has clean palms. Baruch Adonai Le'olam. Amen ve'amen.